Hello and welcome, mates, to episode 21 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six, and today I have with me... Andy, a.k.a. Darius Dinesh. Dinesh. From Pop Idol. The guy with the long hair and the goatee. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a bit of a legend. Hey! Hey! What's going on? What? No, mate. Andy, what? 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 I don't understand. Why is there two of you? I think you mean Dinesh. I'm running like two minutes late, and you start the podcast without me. Who's this? No, this this is Chris. I'm AKA True Mister Six. I'm Why Chris. The... I'm the True Mister Six. Prove it. <laughs> I can't prove it. I we're on Skype and allowed to prove it. Um, just but well, this is a bit of the old Barney rubble. <laughs> but who are you? <laughs> what are you doing on my podcast, Andy? How could you not tell that this wasn't me? I'm so it's confused. Obviously, right you. Now. I mean me. <laughs> you can tell by my accent. <laughs> right, you. Whoever you are, sling your hook. <laughs> Come on, that was my chance, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's Tony. Tony. Oh, mate, you've listen. You you were on a couple of episodes ago. We're all done now. We don't need any more help. Look, Chris. I mean, this has been going smashingly. I really think you should probably kind of settle down, move <laughs> back into the background, and let it kind of run its course. But Tony, we're a UK-based Dice Masters podcast. You're not in the UK. Are you sure? Well, no, not down. No. <laughs> Look across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not creepy okay, at okay. all. I guess I'm not there. <laughs> you're not there. No, you're out in Detroit, man. It's a UK-based podcast. Nice try. Nice try. I respect the effort, but I think I think it's time you you head on and crack on with your day and just let me and Andy continue with the podcast, mate. Oh shucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Tony. I think um, maybe next time. Good effort, though. Good effort. Yeah. Okay. So um, now that's all over and done with. How have you been, mate? Yeah, I've been fine, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad. What was your? I missed your AKA. What was your AKA today? My AKA, uh, Darius Dinesh. Oh yeah, from Pop Idol. Yes. Yes, that's the one. The guy Legend. with the. The guy with the long hair and the goatee. Getting a bit of uh, deja vu now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so how you been, man? You okay? Yes, not so bad, not so bad. Still on a high from the weekend. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I was going to move into the what have you been playing lately, but uh, we've actually got a whole segment on that one because this weekend just gone was the Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event that we held at the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa. So stay tuned for more info on that one. But otherwise, what else have you been playing, man? Not a lot. Mostly been knuckling down to a bit of practice for nationals. Been playing with uh, Mickey and our friend Dan, who's, mm. who's come in and knocked us both for six so we're reeling and trying to uh, to work out what the best idea is for nationals and th- there's so many options where the new modern has come in where before maybe had a sideboard of three or four cards which you could fit in i've got like a sideboard of about 20 cards that could do a very good job on the team so it's <laughs> um, it's hard trying to work out what's uh, what's going to go in where and it's going to be i think a very varied nationals and i think it's going to be something out on left field which 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 does the business on the day so it's just trying to work out what what it could be and when and, and go and go from there but yes exciting times the dice masters yeah yeah it's um i mean yeah. i think there's a few teams that were i don't know like the 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 b-list against the uanti cosmic cube combo that i think people have got their eye on but even then uh, as you've observed yourself rotation has, has messed with a couple of them in to some respects or uh, certainly they're not quite streamlined as they were in the last modern you know um, so i think it's going to be a good time but yeah our uk nationals are creeping up they're taking place on the well the, the nationals event is on sunday the third of Ju- uh, july what we're we talking about third of june 
and then we've got yeah. some extra qualifiers going on on the Friday and Saturday preceding it. We'll be talking a lot more about that leading up to the event for sure and expect a, a big UK Nationals related episode coming afterwards as our first episode in June. Yeah, practicing for UK Nats. We've gone the other direction around my FLGS. We've been playing theme teams <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so um, what did we play this week? This week was... Oh, Uncommons only. Modern Uncommons Ooh. only. Yeah, so your team had to be the current modern. We need to find a piece of terminology. I think I mentioned this last episode to describe current modern and new modern, like classic uh, or something. Golden classic uh, and. Old modern. Old. <laughs> so yeah modern uncommons only which was okay i found i think the card pool even though there were some great win conditions in there i found the card pool a bit limited and i saw a lot of kind of repeat cards across the teams but you know that that just is how it is they can't all be winners sometimes but it was still a fun event uh, uncommon ronin did my nutting oh god yeah he's really good isn't he yeah, so I played a. I went with the Uncommon Hulk from Guardians of the Galaxy, the one that does two damage to all opposing characters when he spins down when he attacks. Um, and, right. I pa- and I paired him up with the Uncommon Danger Room that clears the field uh, when a dice takes damage, thinking I'll clear the field and have a nice little attack. And then just loaded up on some some weenies, put bird song in for a bit of Uncommon Bird Song in for a little bit of a uh, attack boost, and that was going to be my plan. That was my strategy. But I kept coming across Breath Weapons, Daisy Johnsons, um, which meant my Danger Room was a liability because it lasts the entirety of my opponent's turn until the beginning of my turn. And then uh, Ronin was just taking the sting out of it because he was saving characters and therefore there's blockers still in the field. So my big hairy Hulk wasn't getting through. So, you know, them's the breaks. Them is the breaks. Them's the breaks. And then what did we play the week before? I'm starting to. We're playing that many theme teams. I'm starting to forget. We did a single affiliation lately. Was that was that? But since the last episode, uh, I think you mentioned it last episode. So and, unless you've done a couple, yeah, we might have done. I'm losing track. We're doing uh, keyword theme teams <clears throat> for our next theme night, which I think is going to be which is going to be fun. So all your cards on your team must have a keyword on them. Uh, you know the bold text keywords, and you can only use two keywords in the team so essentially you need four of each uh, any any basic action and we've gone golden to make it a nice big open card pool for that one so goodness knows what people are going to bring we were joking just as we were parting ways the, the other night about you know, swarm and overcrush or <laughs> swarm and breath weapon so somebody's going to be predictable but even then i'm not sure that's such a strong team when you've got four swarming cards we'll see anyway <laughs> but trying to do something Info. Infiltrate's got to be a good shout. Why did you bring that up, Andrew? Is that your idea, is it? Yeah, it was my idea. And now it's going to go out on the episode on Monday before the event takes place on Tuesday, so everyone will know what I'm planning on playing. Because you're absolutely right, Infiltrate's a great shout. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure that you're not the only person to think of that, though. <clears throat> no, no, for sure. Well, we'll see. I think, um, I think there might be some interesting stuff. I might try four continuous actions and four tune dice and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that should be a good one next week that should be a good one uh, i haven't done much in the way of non dice masters gaming it's been pretty quiet on that front recently oh oh did have you gone to see avengers infinity boy yet i've not no i've not so oh, mate. it's amazing well good i'm glad you enjoyed it we'll be able to talk about it after the 19th of may the 19th of May. It's like another 10 days since we're recording. Mate, it's, you know, if you want to drive up and babysit for me, I'll, I'll happily see it sooner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I won't give any spoilers, so don't worry, folks. But if you've seen it, you'll know. If if you haven't, then it is a corker. It's definitely one of the best films I've ever, ever seen. It's it's so sad that the, the Infinity campaign box isn't going to quite make it. Although I heard word it's going to land in June see that when it happens yeah tell me about it we'll get it yeah by, we'll get it by christmas <laughs> yeah and we won't care when it'll be all about the dc ones when they justice league 
Well, WizKids are here for the UK Games Expo, so maybe they're bringing a container over with them. <laughs> special, special Ministry of Dice presents for being so great. Uh, sure, sure. That's If you're listening, Justin, send something over with the guys for us. <laughs> and I'll take all of mine and Andy's prezzies off you. <laughs> hey, with our press passes, looking important. We are important, mate. We are important. Uh, that's debatable. Yeah, well, we're very important in the one square foot in which I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on in the world of Dice Masters? It's been very quiet lately, really, I suppose. A lot of people going into that quiet brewing phase, keeping their cards close to their chest around what they're going have on. Have you noticed, yeah, on Facebook, and it's just like, so someone put on Facebook, so so what are people taking to nationals? And it's just like some tumbleweed. Goes, That's like, no, no one's telling you nothing, mate. Yeah, I, I've definitely had a few uh, private messages from some UK players fishing around <laughs> to see, oh, yeah. to get a feel for what I'm playing. And also, I think, because they know I know what you're playing, and they know um, Team Fullwood, what they're planning on bringing along, and... Um, you know, because I talk to a lot of people. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't revealing nothing. I ain't revealing nothing. But everyone will be absolutely shocked with my blinding common Hawkeye team. <laughs> or Kate Bishop, as she's otherwise known. Yeah. Absolutely blinding team. They, they won't see it well, coming. I, I think it's, it's, it's so open now. I think we said this, and we'll probably touch on it a little bit more when we talk about Limit and Spire. The Crescent Gaming Consortium is that it is so open. I, I think, personally, with... The change to modern modern and how everyone's not really got got into the vein there's not been those super teams found yet is you could like you could rock up to nationals with a team that you you like and you've practiced and do very very well just just because there's so many different options what you, you can use now so you could literally just put a team together that you like practice with it know how to use it know how to win with it and and have a chance i think it's really open yeah absolutely and uh, that heroes in the half shell combo is waiting to set the world alight <laughs> imagine it's time for hamato yoshi to come out of the shadows <laughs> is it I could just yeah. imagine the, the door opening and Ben's walking in going, oh, come back from Canada. Yeah, just nip, back, just nip back for the Nationals, yeah. <laughs> I brought, brought my Turtles team and then he'll just clean up. I, I tell you what, though, I was uh, I think I was, I was talking uh, to your good self when we were hanging out together on Saturday. Um, the, uh, my man Duncan, for example, he's a great example of this, that he, he builds these, these really kind of janky random teams. and uh, There's a couple of reasons for that, but mostly it's just the way his brain works. He just builds these, these random janky teams. But because they're so unpredictable, they actually quite regularly do well. Because you, you look at your own team, you go, well, I've prepared for everything that is sort of meta. I'm, I'm actually really unprepared for that non-meta team over there. So much so it's winning. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? So th- there is something about trying to go t- from the left field. But uh, on the understanding that if it does go completely pear-shaped for you on the day, you're prepared for that, of course. Yeah. It's a risk, but it could be a big risk for someone out there. Yeah, and who knows what um, someone's cooking up. I mean, Origins is, what, two weeks after our Nationals? And I bet there'll be some, some interesting team builds over there. Yeah, keep an eye out on the podcast and the blog, because we will give you all the info on UK Nationals and how it's done properly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm sure. Right, let's have a chat with the uh, listeners then about what we've got coming up in this episode. So we're going to kick off with a little bit of a chat about the Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event that took place on Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit about the event, but there's also a little bit of an agenda there, which we'll get to in the segment. And then we've got a little bit of a look at the modern rotation. We've taken a look at some cards that we felt were interesting cards that never quite had their day. And sadly, now that rotations come along, possibly will never have their day in a competitive environment um, so we picked a couple of cards to have a chat about there uh, and that's it for this week that should pretty much fill up the episode i don't think there's anything more to add at this point is there andy no let's get on with the show let's get on with the show 
And welcome back there, folks. So, as we just mentioned in the intro there, this Saturday just gone, we held an event at the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa. And this event was called The Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters. This is the second such event that we've done. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't follow our blog posts and our Facebook posts about this, or maybe has only sort of caught odd snippets of it on previous episodes, uh, should we take a moment to ex- actually explain what it's all about? <laughs> Let's do it. I like Modo. Modo. Well, uh, we'll we'll come to that discussion on one of the live recordings that we took on the day, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) So... Some months ago, me and Andy were having a chat and we decided that... uh, It was about the time we didn't get a second wave of WKOs, wasn't it? Boom. Boom. But we knew that there was a, a hunger for a little bit of competitive play going on, so we just took it upon ourselves to try and organise something. And it was around the time that Ben, our 2016 national champion, was due to leave the country, so it was a little bit yeah. of a send-off. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit of a send-off <laughs> for him. Uh, and so we put together the event and we called it the Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters, the idea being that the podcast was supporting and, to some extent, sponsoring the event. Well, in terms of what that actually means, uh, sponsoring the event, uh, we just organised the prize pool. I think that's the long and the short of it. And then took care of the uh, marketing, for lack of a better non-buzzwordy phrase, getting the message out um, so that people knew where it was and what was going on. Would that be? That would be. A, that's about it, really. Did we do anything else? Uh, no. To be to be fair, I did very little. so we should change the name then to 50% of the Ministry of Dice presents the other 50% turn up when they feel like it same as the uh, the podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that prize pool we we did something a little bit different with that as well what I like to do is set it up as a raffle well actually there's a couple of things to point out really in terms of the way that we play so we do Swiss only and the rankings are decided based on your Swiss performance through the day and that was something that you felt very strongly about wasn't it Andy Uh, Yeah, I think it harks back to the first qualifier that we had for Nationals 2016, which was the first kind of competitive tournament or thing I'd done since being at school. Uh, And that was full Swiss all day. So I just thought that was the norm. We just played games all day. It was like you rocked up. I think we started about 10, went through till six, seven. We went on quite late. Uh, And it was just like a full on game of Dice Masters. I can remember going down the table and then moving back up the table and and trying to get into like the the first it was the top eight that qualified wasn't it so it was the first kind of four tables trying to eke my way back in there I didn't manage it but well it equals out the abilities even if you are looking at kind of to play competitively and get up that top end you can do that and you're playing the people who are winning so you've got that opposition whereas if you're there to like I was I was first time of playing these kind of things so I was trying to do my best and come up against people of equal abilities and it just seemed to work and then I've never been to something that's done it again and so I was very keen for us to do something like that because it means that everyone's there all day everyone's going to enjoy playing a game all day you don't get kind of halfway through the day and get told to to bugger off and at the end the winner gets a nice round of applause because everyone's still there yeah absolutely and that's a great point as well actually because what we see traditionally over here and i can't speak for the rest of the world but when the cuts start to come in people just generally start to dissipate you know they they head off to the cars and head on the way home they get on the road early and by the time the two finalists play off for the for the winning position i think i've joked before it's just them pairing a dog you know left in the middle of the night (laughs) and the store owner to clap them you know and hand them a few cards kind of thing and take a photo so yeah that was we were very keen to make sure that it was a fun event that everyone played all day and that we took that kind of um, that top cut piece out Uh, and then back to the raffle the way i set that up is so i just collect and buy as much superhero ninja turtle D&D and Yu-Gi-Oh! related merchandise I happen across. I've got a box, the True Mr. Six mystery prize box. Although it broke in the car, I've had to buy a replacement. Oh, no. Yeah, sad day. Uh, so I've got a fancy new one. So just generally things I've accrued. Some of it is uh, surplus Dice Masters gear that I found in stores when they've been selling it off for cheap. You know, old play mats and old dice bags and such like. Things like Zen bins, storage items uh, some fun superhero related merchandise that i found out and about like figures and some batman lego and so on and so forth just to keep it really fun and light and entertaining and what we do is we hand a raffle ticket for every game one so even if you lose your round if you manage to eke out one of the three games 
you'll still receive a raffle ticket and walk away with a little bit of swag at the end of the day. Uh, and then what, what we also do to sweeten the deal is we throw in a bit of our uh, our own Ministry of Dice-related merchandise as well. So we've, we've started to, because we're shameless self-promoters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got our colour indicator cards. We've yeah. got the life counter. We've now got the exclusive Ministry of Dice. Mod pod. Mod pod, yeah. Not... Uh, D6s of different varieties of colours. Yeah, well, the D6s, but we've got the Ministry of Dice symbol on one of the dice and then the five uh, dots, really, for your five rounds at a time. That's what they're designed for, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, so we, we, we've got some MOD-related swag and, of course, the legendary wooden spoon. Yeah, the wooden spoon's cool. Yeah, the uh, Ministry of Dice branded wooden spoon, which is very cool, which makes it even more worthwhile to come last place. There's only three of those in existence as well. Very exclusive item. And only two of them have been awarded. There's another one in the box ready for the next event. And again, so our motivation there, I mean, obviously the Ministry of Dice stuff is because we, as I say, we're shameless self-promoters. We want to get our brand out there. But I think it's also cool to have kind of Dice Masters related merchandise attached to it. Uh, But it also means that even if you're having a bit of a rough day, if you can still just eke out a couple of game wins as the day goes on, there still might be something a little bit fun and interesting for you to take away at the end of the day, even if it is a alt art maria hill drawn by my four-year-old son it's still in the box that one that one's still in the box yeah no one pulled that raffle ticket out so that's still ready to go so yeah we we organized the event i reached out to barney over at the crescent gaming consortium we were aware that they had a little pocket of kind of casual dice masters players down there and i just asked look would you guys be interested in us coming along and running the event set up the tickets the facebook event and such like and got that all organized barney was very keen uh, to have us come along and then saturday came and we rooked on down to play some games we did indeed it's perfect timing month before nationals so it's good time to get the uh, the teams out and give them a practice up against the, the heavy hitters good good opportunity to go toe to toe and get some practice in yeah although it was it was generally quite chill though i think wasn't it well i suppose it depends what table you're on like you say the swiss sorts it out doesn't it but when when we arrive but we'll speak more about what table we ended up on in the final round later on (laughs) yes we will but uh, when we arrived it was nice to see some some new faces um that we hadn't seen on the on the on the circuit before uh there was also some father and son combos that had come along to play and that was really great to see i think too just kind of training up the next generation the lad i played harry just had me on the back foot at one point <laughs> anyway i'll talk about that in a minute we how many players did we have in the end 13 but barney was a bit hanging up a heavy night so he dropped out and toed <laughs> fair enough yes yeah, so 12 players on a nice sunny day in leamington spa we took a little bit of audio when we arrived didn't we mate we did indeed or did we or is this after the first round it was after the first round so the f- first round came and here's what happened yeah let's have a listen to that audio Okay, folks, so here we are, me and Andy are at the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa. Today is the day of the Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event uh, that we're holding down here. Do you want to say hello to the folks, Andy? Hi, guys. How are you doing? You all right? So uh, we've got 13 players today, which we're very pleased with. We've got a good mix of locals from the Crescent Gaming Consortium, and uh, we brought a a few from around about the country, which is nice to see a few familiar faces. Uh, We've got the Ministry of Dice Presents True Mr. Six Mystery Raffle Box on today. How excited are you about that, Andy? Can't wait. I can't wait to win all my prizes. (laughs) I'll be giving you a run for your money today. I'm (laughs) certain of it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to just take these few minutes through the day just to comment on how we're getting on. I'm on one game up. Are you one game up? I'm one game up so far, yeah. yeah. It's looking nice. So that's a couple of raffle tickets in the back pocket. Yeah. Is it right that we take our own prizes <laughs> out of the box? Yeah. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, hang fire, folks, and we'll come back later to let you know how it goes in round two. Yeah, so there we go, folks. The first round, me and Andy were one round up each. A couple of raffle tickets in the back pocket. It was just, they were so warm and welcoming there, I think. It, it didn't take us very long to get settled in and get gaming up, did it? Mark and Barney. 
over at Crescent Gaming Consortium. I want to publicly thank them, actually, because they really really did just make it so easy for us on the day to rock up and get some games on, didn't they? Yeah, it was nice and straightforward. Pulled the first game and we both won them. Yeah, absolutely, which is unheard of for me. Um, <laughs> absolutely unheard of. How, how I managed to not tie my first round, I don't know, which generally seems to be my traditional form at these types of events. We then swung on into the second round and we caught a little bit of audio after our second round of play. Let's have a listen to that. Okay, folks, so we're back, and uh, we're just currently on lunch. We've finished up round two of Swiss. How's it gone for you so far, Andy? Yeah, it's done well. A win and a draw. Happy with that. That's all all good. Drew against Mickey, so that was a worry, and uh, happy to have drawn against him. We've not played yet, though, have we? (laughs) No, I've not got that win yet. (laughs) What sort of things have you been seeing on the tables today? I uh, saw a Warriors 3 team, which which seemed good. I managed to uh, get the better of that, and then played Mickey, which was a bit nasty. What about you, mate? So I'm on two wins. No. That's, I'm just going to say that again. I'm on two wins. In no. fact, I'm currently top of Swiss. Not saying. Andy's speechless. <laughs> Andy's speechless. Yeah, I played played up against the Fix-It team. It was a tough match. Um, came very close to losing, but I managed to pull it back at the end. And then, I, what else have I played against? I don't know, some other team. Oh, a Guardians team. That was the other one. Yeah, Guardians team. So, yeah, some really interesting stuff hitting the table today. Um, but it seems like the old True Mr. Six uh, is coming out tops. So far, so far. We'll see. <laughs> so far, we'll see. So we'll be back in a bit to find out whether this continues into round three so would you adam and eve it i'd won two rounds in a row yeah top of the leaderboard at lunchtime yeah top of the leaderboard at lunchtime yeah because you were on what was that one one win and a and a draw was it one win and a draw yeah i uh, went one game each with with mickey mickey who i play we practiced quite a lot together he had a uh, a nasty team that he was uh, he was running so to uh, to kind of draw with him you know always know you're doing well because he's pretty hot on uh, on smacking you in the face if he's given <laughs> half a chance <laughs> okay <laughs> a good slap in the face never hurt anybody while they were playing dice masters no no <laughs> But yeah, you were top top for the board, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Again, unheard of for me. But things started to change a little bit when we went into the third round. Should we play the audio after the third round? Yeah. Well, here we are then, folks. The end of round three, and um, I've got some very sad news to report. I've gone and I've gone and lost my third round after all my big talk a few minutes ago. Yeah, in a mirror match, no less. And I've just been doing a bit of post-game quarterbacking here with Andy and realised about 15 different ways I could have played it and taken it. But you've got some good news to report at the end of round three. Yeah, another win. So two wins and a draw. Two wins and a draw. Yeah, so... um, That'll, that'll edge you up just above me there. It does indeed. It big sod. A few more raffle tickets in the back pocket. <laughs> For that lovely, lovely Ministry of Dice swag. I don't There's not much else to report really at this point, is there? No, not really. Next round and see how we go. Yeah, let's see how it goes. So uh, be back soon, folks. Yeah, so third round didn't go so well for me. Actually, interestingly enough, a very close match. We went uh, two games to one, so uh, it was Seth I was playing, and he took the first game of the round. I took the second game of the round, and then the third game was really just an absolute race. We we were more or less playing uh, mirror teams to to many extents, or certainly the same win conditions, and it was just a race to see who rolled the win condition first. It It was quite a heavy match. Seth beat me to the punch on that, it wasn't a complete mauling, thankfully, but um, still, my win streak was broken at that point. Whereas you, on the other hand, yeah, I took another win. It was against Steve Clegg with his uh, Mister Fix It. Uh, oh, that, uh, was Steve. So sorry, nasty. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tremendous team. Uh, just to go back to my first round, so my first round win was against Steve. By the skin of my teeth, the second game of our round, Steve managed to get a fix-it through his bag, bought and through his bag, super quick, in the field, and I had nothing. I'd whiffed all my characters, my field was wide open, and he just walked his fix-it through for a 19-point hit. I was on one life. He bought an unstable canister dice, and he had a Yuanti pureblood in the field. Could he roll that unstable canister? He whiffed it every turn. And I can't remember why, but for some reason he didn't get around to firing off his um, anti-pure blood either. I forget what the reason for that was. But in the meantime, I was just like getting me, getting me thing going, pinging him, pinging him, pinging him, pinging him, pinging him. I eventually won the round from one life. Yeah, he had some bad luck. He had me dead in the water, but he 
didn't roll his fix it three times in a row. Yeah, that lad. I think he's picked up my rolling curse from Element Games. Anyway, so that was back in me round one. I was disappointed for Steve, but obviously very pleased that I managed to win the game, spending the vast majority of it on one life. I think that's an impressive feat for me. <laughs> it's good. It good. shows holding your nerve when you're on the edge. So you only need one life and then one zero to win. That's it, yeah, for sure. In any case, getting back on track, so that was round, <laughs> round three. Round four. Uh, round round four. Yeah, for, why didn't we, we we failed to record after round four for some reason? I think we just forgot. Yeah, I think I think maybe we did, but we both won our fourth rounds, I believe. Yes, we did. I played Seth in my fourth round that uh, you'd spoken about a minute ago, and uh, I did not take it easy on the forwards, and <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and and managed to eke a win against him. But he's a very canny player. Yeah, it's a tough little team, that isn't it. Yeah, uh, I played Harry, one of the one of the young bloods there, playing an uncommon boom boom team. Which, that, I mean, uncommon boom boom just catches up with you real quick. Such a cheap character to get purchased and out in the field. And I just kind of had this moment's realization. I was like, I'm on ten life. What <laughs> already? What's going on? Because that just that hitting me for two. Just you know, bam, bam, bam. So yeah, Harry played extraordinarily well, uh, especially for his age, man. These young lads, I don't, I'm not sure I could have got my head around a game like this at their age. But uh, yeah, I managed to pull it back in the end. Just had to kind of like you say, hold me nerve and stick with it. And uh, what is it you say? I, I, I wasn't into the real life. I wasn't into the under the ten. <laughs> under the ten. Your first ten life is there for your ramp. Yeah, sure. For your bag burn. Yeah. God, I love it when you bag burn. <laughs> that doesn't life. sound creepy at all. That doesn't sound creepy at all. No, it doesn't sound creepy. Everyone knows. What I mean. You backburn away, mate. You're just making my life easier. Or did it? Coming into round five. Yeah, coming into round five. So guess who was at the top table at the end of round five, folks? That's right. It was Mickey Power and Paul Forward. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, me and Andy ended up uh, playing each other at the top table. Well, I said there was four of us duking it out on very similar records over the day, wasn't there? But me and you got pulled to, to play one another. And I don't mind admitting, actually, man, I think you took me down pretty hard and easy, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> with your with your filthy Hawkeye team. I keep saying Hawkeye, it's Kate, Kate Bishop. Uh, Hawkeye's good. Yeah, I don't know. I made a um, quarterback in the game a little bit. I made loads of stupid mistakes, I think. You pointed out to me at one point that uh, I actually didn't buy one of my win condition dice when I blatantly should have done I think I just got a bit wrapped up in I don't know what I was trying to do God only knows did I even get any damage in on you uh, I think you did in one of their games I think the second game you, uh, you you chipped away a bit yeah oh yeah yeah I think I did uh, I think the disappointing thing about that is, is that we play almost every week and I have beaten that team before <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think that was the disappointing thing for me. But a, a well-deserved win, my man. You just played it to perfection, and obviously very lucky with your rolls. Uh, very fortunate that I wasn't really paying attention because I got bored of playing you by that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's the quick rundown. But more importantly, let's let's have a listen to a little bit of audio that we captured right at the end of the day, where we grab Mark and Barney. Mark's the owner of the premises there at the Crescent Gaming Consortium, and Barney manages the store and runs the stock. They've got it's a, a partnership they've got running there. Uh, and we well, have before little... before we do that, we have got a little bit of audio after round five. Oh, have we? We do. Okay, well let's play that then. Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, I listened to it. Oh yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, so here we are then. After the fifth round, we uh, might have missed round four out. <laughs> but we did play it. We just missed out recording in between. But that's concluded the day. How, what was your? How did you come out, Andy? Uh, well, I came first. Fake news. True. Fake news. There's no evidence of that. The last it's all game, in his head. The last game was easy though. <laughs> yeah, in some weird karmic twist of fate, me and Andy ended up drawing each other in the uh, in the last round there playing two teams that we've been practicing against each other for weeks yep. on end <laughs> but Andy's a cheeky one he made a few little tweaks that um, might just have yeah. taken the edge yeah yeah well yeah whatever That's whatever what you, so do, unassuming <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah I think it went tremendously well everyone enjoyed the raffle at the end there with the prizes yeah um, I got some tremendous swag tremendous swag I missed out on uh, Melinda May a little bit gutted about that mate 
Well, maybe we can swing something's way out there. You know, since now I've got control of the box, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can sort something out. But I think everybody enjoyed themselves. It was a, a cracking day all round. Good spread of players with different levels of experience and different ages and a good family vibe to it. So I was very pleased with how it went today. Yeah, blinding. Yeah, Look excellent. For the next one, guys. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so there we go. That's me uh, That's me and Andy chatting after our Battle of the Titans at the end there. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never done a five-round event with that kind of record, mate. I know, I was very impressed. Yeah. To, to me, if I'd have lost, then training you to get there would have been my win. <laughs> and because I won, that was also my win. So I was in a win-win situation. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we were doing a bit of maths afterwards, weren't we? And um, if I'd have beaten you in that game, I would have taken the top spot. Yeah, you would have done. Although it, it's all, uh, Swiss does bend my head a little bit, and this is possibly why top cuts exist, because I went from potentially being first to I think it was fifth in the end with the way the points shook down yeah but then you, you got two losses didn't you I did yeah yeah I did absolutely yeah, yeah I, I mean I had a cracking time I really enjoyed myself on uh, on Saturday and I kind of got the sense that everyone else did we ran the raffle gave out all the all the lovely prizes and then as I say we grabbed Mark and Barney and had a little bit of a chat about the event uh, so let's have a listen to that. So here we are then, folks. We're at the end of the day now from the Ministry of Dice Presents event. Um, Andy and I are stood in a in a much more high-tech recording setup than we have. Um, but nonetheless, we've got Mark and Barney from the Crescent Gaming Consortium who've helped us out today get the event off the ground. And we were just going to have a little bit of a chat about how they found the day and what their thoughts are on Dice Masters at the moment. So which of you lads are going to go first? Go on, thank you. Go on then, let's go in on Barney then. So Barney, how have you found the event today? It's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. We've had people come, travelling a couple of hours to come in and some locals as well, which is obviously great to see. But it's gone really smoothly. I think everyone's been uh, very helpful to each other. It's been very supportive. So the vibe's been really nice as well. Um, when, when these type of events go on, you just want everyone to have a nice time. And I think we achieved that. And obviously Dice Masters being a great game, you know, helps all, uh, all that go through really well. So yeah, brilliant day. Really, really glad that we've done it and i'm very grateful for for organizing it yeah well so i think it's often said about the dice masters community that one of the things that makes it such an attractive game is the type of players that it brings in and the way that they interact and play and i think we've seen evidence of that today yeah very much so so we've had some um three lads in sort of 10 12 year olds um and they've really enjoyed it the more experienced players have helped them through just with some of the rulings and offering advice to them which is great um, so yeah, helping them through, and, and you know they're the future of the game really, and you, you want to get uh, kids gaming early. But at the same point, you've got the experienced gamers who can try out all their tricks and, <laughs> and combos. Andy, can they? Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of experienced gamers, so Andy, did you want to add anything there on what Barney's comments? Yeah, I don't really care about the kids. I'm just happy that I won. <laughs> you just just uh, take no prisoners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a win's a win. Win, yeah, win is a win. Did you win? Yeah, I did win. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I think Andy's disappointed that he didn't see any tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a win unless someone cries, and no. that didn't happen today, so it's a shame. No. Okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll see what I can do about making you cry at the Nationals, Andy. So I'm going to move over to I'm going to move over to Mark then. Uh, so, Mark, you're the store owner, is that correct? Uh, or the yeah. or owner of the premises. Oh, the premises yeah, yeah uh, so how did you find today? I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, my first opponent was good, but apparently he saw like second best in the country. Um, <laughs> and he, he showed me how to play and I did nearly cry. Um, but yeah, that was really good. And then, you know, it went from there. Why? Because I haven't played for a while, so I'd, I'd got a bit rusty and um, seeing the new cards and how they interact with each other was really good. So I built a deck around the Thor set and it's just been great fun. And uh, middle of the field for me so I got thrashed a couple of times and I also had uh, a couple of easy games and then my fifth game was just spectacular I had to really think which is always enjoyable when it comes to playing a game that's tremendous thanks Mark I'm really pleased that you enjoyed that so one of the things that we hold here at the Ministry of Dice is that we make it as fun as possible everybody gets gets a chance to play all day we don't do top cuts and we do the prize raffle from the True Mr Six Mystery Prize Box Um, do you think that works do you think that adds a little something to the event yeah it really does because as you said everybody got something and a lot of it seemed like a lot of cool stuff as well and my son who was one of the ones that played got the prize that I really wish I had which was one of the the dice towers in fact I probably will get it but he will be crying (laughs) (laughs) it will be mine Um, but yeah it's just been great fun and the kids have enjoyed it the grown ups have enjoyed it and I think you know you've got almost three groups here interacting and it's all been really nice that all three have interacted really nicely together and 
the guys that are clearly going to win still play fair and, and let everyone else have a good time. And as I say, the opponent that I played first time round, who's the second best in the country, um, he <laughs> he um, he was very kind to me on the second round and let me feel like I was actually playing. So um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Is he talking about you because of the story we just told him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move back over to Barney. Thanks for your comments there, Mark. So Barney, you um, admin the UK Dice Masters Facebook page along with me and Andy right now. Uh, and you've been quite active on the community for some time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it a little bit big picture for a moment before we wrap up and ask what are your thoughts about the state of the game at the moment? Yeah, it's interesting. So I've been doing Dice Masters since the start. Um, and I, I actually started my online shop and events shop on the back of its success at the beginning. So I had a really good start and then it sort of fell down a little bit and, and Destiny came in and, and, and that did have an effect. But it's interesting with, with the new modern age that's come in, I've seen a resurgence on it. So there's more people on the um, Facebook groups. Uh, I get more people getting in contact directly from UK and abroad. So I think the future's quite bright. And I think the way that they've done the cards now as well and the combos that you can pull off um, are, are really helping it. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm, I'm glad that we, uh, we've stuck with it um, and, and hopefully we can look forward to it uh, growing. Yeah, well, we're really happy to be involved in helping get that growing. Uh, we've really enjoyed ourselves and want to publicly thank you guys for having us here today. And I think just to, to wrap up there, I suppose one thing that me and Andy are trying to illustrate is that you don't need a formal WizKids WKO to make Dice Masters a, a, a great time for people from different backgrounds, different age groups. Yeah. It's just about, I don't know, getting being a bit motivated to get it happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, you don't need a WKO. When you've got a M-O-D-O. <laughs> we're calling the Ministry of Dice Presents. Dice Masters, yeah. M O like M O D P D M. <laughs> just roll, <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. That's the worst name of my shop. <laughs> I have to say, Barney is the reason that I've got an addiction to singles buying. <laughs> oh, because uh, of the CCG board game yeah, social. I found that very early on. <laughs> that was where my, I bought a few singles. Where my gobby come from? Yeah, I felt I felt like the um, I felt a fair wedge of other yeah. cards. It's all appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to support local businesses. My, my, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We've got so it's the Crescent Gaming. Consortium, yep. the CCG bo board game social. Yeah. Uh, we'll put some links in on the blog page so that you guys can go check out their sites. We'll also give a shout out to WordForge. Thank you very much. Why? Why the hell not? Uh, because Mark's also got his fingers in all sorts of other pies, um, <laughs> and in my prize box. Um, and we, we've been the Ministry of Ice. We'll wrap it all there. I think, Andy. Yeah? Yep. Okay. <laughs> on to the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so there we go. I, I think the main thing, really, just to bring it round to the wider context of Dice Masters, as I mentioned there at the back end of the audio, I don't think we necessarily need WizKids support to get great events going. We just don't. This is my Jerry Springer thought of the day moment at the end here now. With, with a little bit of money to buy some prizes out of the ticket prices and a little bit of time and effort, and not a great deal of time and effort, we got a 12-man event off the ground, and I don't believe to a man anybody didn't enjoy themselves. No, it was a cracking day. Yeah, it was an absolute cracking day. And just to put the, the icing on the cake, just as I was leaving, Mark there came over and said to me, oh, a couple of our regulars have been in who used to play Dice Masters uh, a little while ago, but haven't played so much recently. And seeing the events on and seeing the raffle and the prizes and everybody enjoying themselves has kind of reinvigorated their interest a little bit. And I'm sure the guys won't mind me sharing, but I, I happened to be lurking on their Facebook group uh, just last night. And guess what they were playing last night down the store, man? Destiny. No, who, play, who plays Destiny anymore? Destiny what? Yeah. Star Wars. That's it. No, of course they were playing Dice Masters. They took some photos. They had some great teams on the table. I zoomed in on the cards to see what they were playing. <laughs> and it was just great to see that, well, I like to think we contributed a little bit to sort of reinvigorating that interest a little bit and getting those guys a little energised behind the game. So to get to my little Jerry Springer thought of the day, don't sit around and wait for a WKO, guys. It doesn't take much to get a, a, a tidy little prize pool together. You could always go and buy some cases from DZ Dungeons, uh, some of the Ministry of Dice Mod Pods. You could do that. Yeah, and throw them in your prize pool. 
considering um, we put the raffle together, I was pleased because I threw in some bits, obviously. But then people that were going also threw in some bits, like Steve Clegg that we spoke about earlier. Yes. He threw in a load of Guardians Hero Click stuff. Yes, he did. Yeah. And Paul chucked in some promos that he'd gathered up over the years. And uh, Barney there at the store chucked some boosters and some promo cards in for everyone as well. So, yeah, it came together really well, I think. Everyone was carrying bags of swag home with some really fun stuff and some Ministry of Dice branded products. Having had a, a full day of good, solid rolling of the dice. So don't hang around, folks. Just get off your asses and do it. Or, if you live in the UK, wait for the next MODO. M- M-O-D-P-D-M. M-O-P-D-M. 50% M-O-D-P-D-M. Sounds like like some kind of illness. It does, yeah, like um, some sort of scientific code on a batch of really dodgy bacteria. (laughs) 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 So on that note, that's two Ministry of Dice Presents events that we've run, which we feel were very successful, and therefore we are now in the process of making plans for the third one this year. The location and date is. I've already. I'm speaking to a few store owners, so uh, we'll see what how the dust settles and, and what we can organise there. But we're going to wait until nationals is out of the way and the dust settles a little bit. So we're shooting for around the summertime, aren't we, mate? Yeah, definitely. I think nationals is going to be uh, the well. It's the thing that we're concentrating on now. But yeah, once that that dies down and I lift my crown yet again above my head, <laughs> <laughs> then we can look to get another one off the ground. Yeah, to, to be confirmed where that will be. We, I know that we will definitely be returning to the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa. The location and the, the stores are tremendous. And look, I'm really looking forward to when we get to go back there and, uh, and play some more Dice Masters. Yes, without a doubt, absolutely. And as just a final note there, uh, for anyone in the UK who is interested, we're considering maybe going for a bit of a theme for the next event. Yeah, something a bit different, something a bit more uh, thought-evoking to put together a team. I'll be hitting up your man Duncan for some advice. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I kind of like the D&D only that they're running over in the States for... Origi- is it Origins that are doing the D&D only? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yes, absolutely. So if you're interested and want to keep an eye out for further news on upcoming Ministry of Dice presents Dice Masters events, then go find us on Facebook. It's the Ministry of Dice and follow us there. Or, of course, there's always my blog, the BritRoller6.com, where you can find information on there. So should we wrap that one up there, mate, and move on to our next segment? Let's do it. All right, yeah, moving on. And welcome back there, folks. And for this next segment now, we'd like to have a little bit of a chat. Well, it's a bit of a funny one, actually, because, Andy, I was having a think the other day thinking about cards that actually had really interesting game text we were kind of excited about them when they got spoiled or we or we first saw them but they never really quite had their day they never really kind of went anywhere you know Hmm. Uh, for one reason or another i suppose we'll discuss that and and there's there's three cards in particular that i thought we could have a bit of a chat about if if you're interested let's do it what what are you thinking about well yeah so the, the first one that caught my eye was uh, Black Adam, ruler of Kandak, the rare, the rare Black Adam from Green Arrow and the Flash, which uh, some players out there will know which which one I'm talking about immediately. But for those who haven't, I'll give you the game text. So he's a four cost villain, and his game text reads: While Black Adam is active, when a character die is KO'd, if it isn't a sidekick die, return it to its card unless the owner takes one damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know why. I just it, it it definitely was one that that caught my eye when Green Arrow and the Flash came out. I think a few people toyed around with it a little bit, but it never quite went anywhere. No, I suppose you've got to get away of KOing a lot of your opponent's characters, and then that will do what? Well, they'll either have to get rid of them or take one damage. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I suppose this this leads me to a point that I wanted to bring up. I think cards like this, uh, particularly one of, the, one of the other ones I want to mention, I think we sometimes see a card and we think, yeah, that's great. And it sort of sits in a little kind of rainy day sort of pile, waiting for a new set to come out. And I, I don't know if you do this, but I, I find that when a spoiler comes out, for example, I'm kind of looking sometimes for something... You know, when a new set comes along, is mm. is there something here that's going to make that thing arrive? 
And Blackadder and Rule of Kandat, possibly there is. Uh, so I've mentioned before on the podcast, and you know, Andy, that I've been playing around a little bit with the Uncommon Danger Room that KOs everything that receives damage when it fires off. And I've been playing around with it with things like the Awakened Jubilee that deals one damage to everything, the Avalanche that deals one damage to everything when uh, when you feel the villain, and the Banshee that deals, you know, a blanket damage storm yeah. that would clear a field. And that would be a pretty tough situation for your opponent to be in with a Black Adam on that. If I have Black Adam in the field, I've got, I don't know, say a Jubilee and a Mutation... I roll in my uncommon danger room, use mutation to spin Jubilee up and spin Black Adam down, do one damage to everything and KO it all, and then it's like, well, put it all back on your cards <laughs> or take one damage for each of them. You know yeah, what I mean? I do. I mean, when I think board clear, I think I want to clear their field so that I can I can swing in with a big 20, 20 damage plus hit as opposed to kind of ping them for four or five damage. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's possibly another reason why it never quite had its day. But it, but it won't ever have its day now. I suppose is the point I'm making. because <laughs> <No>, it... <laughs> it's been rotated out, and certainly there'll be people who play around with it in a casual context. But I don't know. It was a very eye-catching kind of game text. It was quite jazz hands putting everything back on the card. Yeah. And I, I just nothing. You know, I never saw a team list at WKO that did well that made me go, "Ooh, look at that." You know, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm very happy for if there's anyone out there who goes, oh, actually, there is one that uh, I'd love to see that. You know, so mm. get it over to me or let me know. So that that was one that I was thinking about that I thought was interesting. I don't know, uh, maybe there is still something in it in a kind of phase two rotation. I don't know what we're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to know my second card that I thought has never really had its day and probably won't now? I would love to. So, Captain Marvel, Cree powered the rare from Civil War. Remember this one? I love this one. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? So, she's a seven-cost Avenger, Bolt, and her game text reads, While Captain Marvel is active, you may have a second attack step immediately following the first. And then it's got a bracket there. It says you must attack with each at least one character die in each attack step, and Captain Marvel must remain active at the end of your first attack step. So you get two attack steps. This should have been so cool. There should have been something. Do you know what I mean? And again, I feel like I've had a sat in that rainy day pile waiting for something to come along that maybe might help me just kind of put it together. And I don't think anything ever did. I, I once toyed around with fast with her. That's what I was thinking. Her with Wong and the rocket raccoon that gets fast when it attacks. Yes. Yeah, I kind of played around with it there. Or wouldn't it have been fun to play around with it with, like, I don't know, infiltrate? (laughs) Yes, yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Attack with everything, with um, Angela, super rare Angela in the field, pull it back with your infiltrate, initiate your second stat step, do it all over again. (laughs) I've got Black Widow out there, so you're doing two for everyone, and that's a boat ton of damage. Yeah, absolutely, but... I think it's it's fairly obvious to me what what the challenge was with this one, and it was the seven purchase cost. Yeah, Steve. I think if it was a six, we might have seen it more. Yeah, because that reach when you're reaching for a seven, you're reaching for your grod, aren't you? You're reaching for something that you're going to slap on the field and it's going to do the business, kill them off, and win you the game. Or that nasty Thanos that this was horrible as well. Yes, the unblockable description, one. wasn't it? Yeah. No, just you know the one that was horrible. I think that's ever what anyone needs to know. They were they were all pretty <laughs> horrible. The overcrushing one. The overcrushing one, yeah, vile. Yeah. Well, he has an agenda, doesn't he? He wants to get his hands on the Infinity Stones and, with a snap of his finger, destroy half the universe. Find out. Mm. Well, when this podcast comes out, we'd we'd already know. We'd have seen it. Uh, I probably won't have got around to it by then. I'm, I've got a babysitting problem for getting trips out to the cinema. Yeah, do you know what as well? My wife bought me like an annual pass for my Christmas present this year. We're in April and I've been once. <laughs> what the, can't you leave the wife to look after the kids and just go to the cinema? Yeah, yeah, I could. Let's do that. Yeah, it just feels like a bit of a lonely endeavour. 
and the pa- and the pass that she bought was a family pass. And actually, the one time that I have gone was to see Coco. So the Coco what? Coco, the Pixar movie. Oh, what, on your own? No, I took the kids because it's a family oh, okay. pass. <laughs> I took the kids and my, and my goddaughter. So it wasn't even. It, <laughs> I did. I haven't even used it to see a film for myself yet. And I've missed loads of stuff, was it? I didn't see Black Panther. Didn't see, uh, Molly's Game, massive Aaron Sorkin fan. Uh, um, Thor? Uh, no, Miss Thor. I know, tell me about it. I've seen Thor now, though. It's on Sky. Have you seen Black, Th- Black Panther? No. Oh, it's good. You need to see that. Yeah. Me and the good lady here indoors, the hashtag competitive wife, we're actually working our way through my Marvel Cinematic Universe Blu-ray collection right now, bringing her up to speed, ready for Infinity War, because for whatever reason, she's got gaps. She's missed some out and so doesn't really get what's going on. So I was like, right, you need to, you could get up to speed because if you're coming to see that with me, <laughs> there's ground rules. <laughs> I can't have you halfway through the film going, what? what's he saying to him there? Why is that important? What's that? No. <laughs> no. have to concentrate here uh, anyway what was I talking about Captain Marvel yeah so this idea of having two attack steps you know yeah blinding should have been amazing yeah but never quite had had her day I think the explanation for that is the seven cost uh, and maybe not quite having something to, something to do two attacks with that would quite get you there you know or here's one for you but again very expensive Insect Plague, Laughleys, and two sidekicks. Oh, no, maybe that won't work. Explain it. Well, Insect Plague makes your sidekick unblockable, but as I've said it out loud, I think I've realised that it says once per turn. Oh. Yeah. So forget that one, folks. Yeah. So that's a shame. Would you like to know the third one? Yes, please. You put this one in my mind, actually. I did, didn't I? Yeah. So this is Dick Grayson, brand new bat. Uh, the rare from World's Finest. Oh, they're all rares, I've just noticed. So he's a six-cost mask, part of the bat family, and his game text reads, When a bat family character die is KO'd, Dick Grayson gets plus two, plus two, and deals combat damage to your opponent instead of blockers, even if blocked until the end of the turn. And then, just to really sweeten the deal, Dick Grayson has a global there that says, Pay a mask. Target character die gains Bat Family until the end of the turn. Yeah, this one should have been amazing. This should have been on loads of teams, but it just didn't. Didn't, yeah. didn't quite. Get, I played around with him a lot. Actually, I played around with him before going to, to Worlds, which he went to. I know I've not mentioned it before. Um, Wait, you went to Worlds? Yeah, I did, mate. For real? Yeah, I'll tell you about it sometime. Yeah, you hadn't mentioned it. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I was actually brewing. I was messaging uh, the, the legendary Ben Scott, getting ideas because rotation was just coming in the first time around. So we, I was going from nationals with everything but the Bard. Right. That right. sounds like an eighties band as well, doesn't it? Everything but the Bard. No, more everything like a, but the Bard. More like a nineties. Um, yeah. Like a f- indie folk four man combo. So we were. <laughs> thinking about what to take there and it's a beautiful combo with with the dick grayson uh the batman that when you take damage gets ko'd and returns at level two Mm. and alfred yeah but i just could not get those pieces in the right place quick enough that you know multiple man lantern ring would have just been all over it yeah, it needed a, it needed a lot around it, didn't it? And it it wasn't very fast. I played around with it a little bit using Fabricate and Alfred was how I yeah. did that. So get two Alfreds in the field, fabricate them. I think I was using Clay Gollum's bat then, I think because it was before Tomb of Annihilation. There, so that was two Bat Family character die that were KO'd. So he would get plus four plus four. And then I was using what was I using now? I want to say giant spider force block force block yeah. yeah and that was my method of keeping so that you didn't because what people would have a habit of doing i found if you weren't using the force blocker is they'll go well i'll let him through what's the point of blocking yeah you know um and then you'd have to try and churn him back through to use him again or buy two dice which is not so easy when you've got a six coster 
It was Giant Spider. It was the uncommon Giant Spider from Fairy Under Siege. Pay a shield, target character must block this turn. That's so, a global we're sorely missing now, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, so Wrecker, the uncommon Wrecker, has got a force block, I noticed the other day. Was it? Yeah. I need to read these cards. I'm knowing it, man, but it's two fists. Ooh, that's like um, Ultron Drone, but you don't get to choose. Yeah, but it, it's two fists and... Oh god! I again, I haven't got it in front of me. This is a proper tangenty little piece, isn't it? Um, and it gives something a buff. <laughs> Say what? Say what? Yeah, what? What? Yeah, uncommon record. Here we go. I brought it up on my psychic app. Pay two fist. Target character die must block this turn, and a different target character die gets plus one attack this turn. Hmm. Mental. Mental. Anyway, yeah, we're all over the place on this one. But going back to Dick Grayson, I think also one of the things that, that made Dick Grayson a little less attractive was Two Face. Yeah, Two Face did something very similar, didn't he? For a lot less. Yeah. He. Um, but you can't just continually buff it. I like the idea, like the idea of you know, you're knocking Alfred out. He's coming back. So you had um, what was the one that you could knock? You could knock out a character. There was something with. Bruce Wayne, I can't remember it now, but you get into a situation where you're knocking Alfred out, he's coming back, knock him out again, he's coming back, and you're just making this Dick Grayson into this absolute behemoth of a, yeah. a character, and then you just kind of, you know, push one dice forward and you've smashed, um, smashed your opponent in the face. But just, yeah, I'm sure it, it might be something that just, if someone out there who's just practiced and practiced and practiced, might be able to have it kind of singing them. But yeah, I just couldn't get there. I'll be interested, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, uh, and again, you know, going back to the kind of theme of this segment, now that he's rotated out with World's Finest, he's he's not going to have his day. Not well, not unless they do golden tournaments. That that's it. That's kind of that, that's done for Dick Grayson. And just think what you could do with him now with Super Rare Malekith Global. Yeah. It's um, still with your auntie, your auntie and Alfred. So you, you buy a one cost action dice, ping Alfred. I'm sure he's got one one defense on one of his uh, yeah on his yeah yeah faces. Knock him out. He comes back. Uh, um, Dick Grayson gets plus two. Do that again. Oh, plus you, four, you, plus you eight. Even, you don't even. So the thing is, with his global, you just pay a mask and make a sidekick, a bat family character. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, never had his day. It's a shame. Very eye-catching game text. Uh, a lovely card with a, a great mechanic to play around with, but just always destined to be more of a casual kind of thing. You know, I think there were a yeah. couple of Dick Graysons knocking around at one point or another in time. I think he, he was less obscure than Black Adam or Captain Marvel. Yeah, I never never saw it kind of come out on top somewhere. We might be wrong. I'd love to see it, like you said earlier, I'd love to see kind of uh, out in some Sticks County, America, where they've got a WKO with Dick Grayson, Captain Marvel, and (laughs) Black Adam Adam in the same team. WKO winner, here we go, yeah. Well, yeah, I I used both my attack phases to attack with my enormous Dick Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put all of their characters back on the card. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, okay then, listeners. Uh, so please, so firstly, please do let us know if there's any team lists knocking around with these cards on. We, I'd love to take a look. So head on over to our Facebook page, Ministry of Dice, and pop us a comment on there, or come on over to the blog, BritRoller6.com, and hit the contact us or throw something in the comments section there, because I'd, I'd really love to see that and get an idea. Uh, certainly, if you know of ones or versions that did well in WKOs, or do you know, I'd be interested in casual teams really as well, because we, I, well, me personally, I, I play quite a lot of theme nights down at my FLGS. Um, and also, I'd be interested to know, is there a, a, a card that never had its day that we've not mentioned that, that's been on your mind lately? You know, thinking about, have you had something sat in your rainy day pile waiting for a new release to, to bring it together that never came? And of course, now, because it's rotated out, it, it, that time, that day will never come. So let us know a bit. I'd love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, all of these are now going in a box in the loft. Oh yeah, really? You going that far? Well, as I say, we we play quite a lot of golden round my way, so um, uh, my collection is still sturdy and strong, and as disorganised as ever. 
No, I've slowly organised them out into collector's boxes. I've just got to the point now where they don't have collector's boxes, so Green Arrow, Flash and Deadpool, I've yeah. got to work out. I've got some spare ones, so I'm going to have to clear them out and label them up and, and organise them into there and then up in the loft, never to be seen again. And then I'll discover them 50 years later and they'll be worth a fortune. I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, well, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. It'll be 50 years' time, mate. Yeah, 50 years' time. We'll still be recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, some some people might, might say it'll feel like we're still doing this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Uh, and on that note, let's move on to the next piece of this episode. And, folks, that brings us to the close of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. the second best player in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Mark. Indeed, it's true. We didn't explain why you were saying that in the audio recording. (laughs) Because we didn't record the conversation prior to it. (coughs) The shrewd Ever a mystery. Uh, yeah, that will remain a mystery. But yes, uh, Andy is indeed the second best player in the United Kingdom. Uh, th- those shrewd listeners out there will notice that we also uh, did not mention any of the cards that you or I played on our own teams, did we? <laughs> <laughs> We're not stupid. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening out for a little bit of insider info on what me and Andy might be playing at Nationals, this wasn't the episode for you. <laughs> bit, bit of Hawkeye in there. Yeah, we keep saying that. It's Kate Bishop. Honestly, mate, it's the, new, it's the next vicious struggle. I've got a right blinder lined up with her. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I haven't heard anyone talking about it. It's going to be, it's going to be meta-changing. Yeah. Uh, well, all right then, folks. Yeah, follow us on Facebook. Uh, visit the BritRoller6.com blog um, for my kind of written posts. I've done a, a team build recently, the single affiliation X-Men team that I played at my FLGS the other week. In the meantime, we go out every two weeks, so we'll see you two weeks on Monday. See you later. Him on it. Yeah, definitely commons and uncommons for sure. Mm. Yeah. PXG. I've got I've got more PXGs I know what to do with. Yeah. Paper my house a bit. Yeah. So um Well you do love PXG. I do. Well I think that actually. Wallpaper, yeah, just get yourself a little cupboard under the stairs, wallpaper it with PXGs. And then just sit there in your PXG love all day. Yeah, below my downstairs toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do that and send me a picture. I think it'll be amazing. I'll do it. <laughs> right then. <laughs> Five seconds of silence. <laughs>